so first thing when I wake up every morning, I have practices to connect and make sure that I am aware that there is another, there's a piece of me there that can see the bigger picture and that is giving me guidance and that I'm have communication with it and I do communicate with it. I believe that connection forms once you start to to make it and once you start to pay attention to it. The more I pay attention to it and communicate with it and sit with it, even just listening within that the messages come. And welcome to Curious Ones Podcast by Andara. I'm Yael Ginsberg, the host of the podcast, a yoga and meditation teacher and philosophy lover. Each week you will hear eye-opening interviews with the different teachers of the Andara Yoga Institute, located in beautiful Baja, Mexico, along with other teachers that pass through here. This life-changing knowledge shared through authentic, heartfelt communication will help you live a happier, more fulfilled, and connected life. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to Curious Ones Podcast by Andara. I'm Yael Ginsberg. Thank you so much for tuning in, for writing us, for commenting. We see everything that you write, and it's so fun to see the comments. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start off. Hello, welcome back to Curious Ones Podcast by Andara. I'm Yael Ginsberg. I'm so honored to have my guest today, Brandon Grant. Brandon is a coach, a breath for... <laughs> One more time. <laughs> this is my third interview today. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Curious Ones Podcast by Andara. I'm Yael Ginsberg. I just wanted to say thank you for listening, for watching, for tuning in, for sharing the podcast. It means so much to us. So thank you. I'm very honored to have my guest today, Brandon Grant. Brandon is a coach, a breathwork facilitator, and the author of the book, Become the Best You Today. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. It's my pleasure, and thank you for being so patient. I pushed Brandon back like five times, <laughs> so we finally made it. <laughs> um, I would love to start with, maybe you can give a short description of how you got to where you are today. Um, you were sharing with me before that you teach breath work, but it's not really the main focus of what you do today or the main support that you have, so... So as I was saying before, I, I studied engineering and I studied my CFA chartered financial analyst and I had an intention to go work on Wall Street. And for about 10 years, like I had lived this life and well, probably even, I think this, a lot of these drives for achievement, for success, for status for more money and greed and all this actually I think the patterns originated when I was two or three years old after <laughs> we made it there in hindsight yeah <laughs> yeah but so this is what mm -hmm. I did like from like my teenage years to deciding to go to university to up until about six or seven years ago I was on a path to like make more money and accomplish more and achieve more and thought that this is what happiness looked like having all these things and mm -hmm. and then at some point I got into real estate investing which is what led me to become financially free and I had everything I wanted or I thought I wanted and I still wasn't happy mm -hmm. and that's when I first started questioning my where I was going in life and I thought there's only one path in life that was obvious of like Make money. Doing these things, making money, yeah. like eventually getting married, having kids, whatever else that is often seems the most obvious. Mm -hmm. And around the same time, my mom got diagnosed with terminal cancer, who I thought was going to live for another 30, mm -hmm. 40, 50 years, however long. 
And then I started reading a book uh, at the same time that was a little different than all the investing business books that I would read called The Monk Who Sold, Sold His Ferrari, Ferrari by yeah. Robin Sharma. Mm-hmm. And I got like halfway through this book within a few days and then my mom got diagnosed. Wow. And then I finished the other half within a few days. And like, I was like, do people really live like this? And and then my mom got diagnosed. And, and so all these things basically led me to making a full 180 shift in my life. And I remember there was a day, it was like August. Um, and for the first time in my life, I was like, do I really want to live? And, and it lasted like one day. And I was like, yeah, like I, I was commit contemplating. I was like, maybe I should kill myself. Mm. And it was very clear that that's, that wasn't the answer, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I need to make some drastic changes in my life. And I started reading everything I could on happiness Mm. and then on personal development. I probably read a hundred books in six months. Wow. And then it led to meditation quickly and to breath work after that Mm. and plant medicine and going to India and studying yoga and diving into all these different cultures and every way of life I could find on this planet. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. So searching for the one that will feel like aligned with you. Yeah. And there's a lot of seeking and searching for, I would say, two to three years constantly. Mm -hmm. And probably anxiousness in that and then the last few years it's been like more contentment I would say and grounding into who I am that's beautiful so yeah. what was it about breath work specifically that really drew you uh my first couple experiences it was like I came out of it having more clarity about my life and about whatever I was like identifying as problems, everything just became clear within an hour of breathing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there are two different modalities of breath work. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, we were basically told to act like an animal essentially and breathe as chaotically as possible for a few minutes and then collapse on the ground and relax and then get up and do it again. <laughs> Sounds fun. And then collapse. And it was, <laughs> and it was also like borderline dangerous at times <laughs> okay. compared to the modality I share now. <laughs> but we did this for like two hours. <laughs> and so you can imagine towards the end, um, but you're going into fight or flight mm. and then you're going into rest and digest, okay. fight or flight, rest wow. and digest. Mm. And anyways, through these breathwork experiences, I got more clarity than I'd ever had. I felt better than I ever had. And instantly I was like, okay, I need to learn this. I need to learn this for myself to um, feel like this. To, yeah. I was like, if I can feel like this every day, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can share my experience that I had from uh, attending one of your workshops, the breathwork wor- workshop. It was the second time I had done it. And what I felt was this, yeah, I guess that, that's exactly a, this sort of clarity. Um, I felt how it, feels like what all the gurus tell us to be in the present moment that's what I felt and I actually noticed like I my mind was going off into a thought and then I was like no don't go there come back to this moment and my whole feeling changed like you know because the thought was like comparing myself to another person that I saw on Instagram earlier that day and I was consciously able to bring myself to the present moment in a place. And in that moment, there was no comparison. There was no better or worse. There was just like, what am I now? Yeah. It was beautiful. No, it sounds beautiful. I, it's amazing how like when I say clarity too, like you described it very well there. And also like the picture I'm getting in my mind. And this is what happened initially for me when I started breathwork it's almost like you rise above all these things that aren't that important that you may catch yourself stuck in from day to day mm-hmm. and putting all your energy towards. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's so easy. It's like our kind of our habit, our um, automatic response to go wherever our attention is pulled. And I feel like the part of the yoga practice, the breath work practice is really staying centered in where we are yeah yeah how was it for you changing your life in that way because 
you went from a world that's so different from this. And I mean, you went from one side of the world to another. How was it for you to deal with the environment that you were in, the people around you? Did you feel supported? Did you feel like they had no idea what you're doing? How was that? <laughs> Funny question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still... I contemplate that less now. Like mm -hmm. to me, it's just, it's funny now to think about. At the beginning, I think like many people, when you're changing and it's like, especially when you're maybe, um, there's becoming separation around some of the people you used to be close to and you know it's not them changing. Mm -hmm. And so you're you're kind of responsible for it. And there's there's a lot of trying to maintain friendships that were, falling apart potentially or and relationships in my life and um and maybe even at times trying to be who other people wanted me to be still which I it's probably what I had done my whole life mm. and the more I've let go of that the more freedom I've found in my life and being who I want to be yeah and it's not about not wanting to have these relationships or anything but allowing the relationships that are going to be in my life just to be and Some of them may, may fade away a bit. And and I found some of the ones that faded away a bit. The people are still there somewhat, but they were just not as close as we maybe were. Mm -hmm. And there's also not a not a needing to be understood by everyone. Yeah. Trying to be understood by anyone. Mm -hmm. And more, even with that, probably more realizing like, I can focus on trying to understand other people versus looking to be understood and probably a better use of my energy yeah definitely so trying to be in the place of understanding the other rather than like trying to prove yourself and explain yourself all the time yeah definitely the reason I'm asking this is because um being here in a community that's all around yoga and consciousness is wonderful and uh, liberating But I feel like most of us, a lot of us don't have this type of community in our day-to-day -day lives, in our homes where we live. Um, and usually what I found in my experience that the spiritual path can be a lonely path. Um, so I would love to hear your experience with mm. that. Absolutely. <laughs> I, at times I've, So I'm naturally, I would say, an introvert. Mm -hmm. And I used to be shy. And I think shy, introverts can be shy or they may not be. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm not shy anymore. I'm very um, social if I choose to be. And also, I realize I need time alone to recharge. Yes. So on top of the spiritual path be lo being lonely, I spend a lot of time alone regardless. And mm -hmm. um, the aspect that you described, it was difficult at times and more and more with time as I've practiced self-love more and mm -hmm. that's became a foundation of my life if not the foundation beyond like underneath even breathwork or anything else like I wouldn't be able to offer breathwork if I wasn't connected to myself and didn't um, have those self-love practices that I've found mm -hmm. and before I had those practices I I was still navigating the loneliness piece and but that was probably the biggest obstacle left that was obvious and there's still there's still many things I can work through but the loneliness piece was a significant one mm. and it was after my last relationship ended I realized I was like oh I'm not I'm not as far on this like self-love path as I thought I was. <laughs> oh my God, aren't and, we all? <laughs> and it was really difficult to like, like not to reach out to other people when I was in those loneliness places and to just sit with myself. And with time, the more I've, the more I've, when I feel myself feeling lonely, not going to those crutches and those, um, like it's easy to go find another relationship. Mm -hmm. And that loneliness would have always stayed there. Mm. And so now if I find myself being lonely, the first thing I usually do, if I'm able to remember, is go sit in front of a mirror and look at myself in the eyes and often speak to myself and often say 
remind myself that like I'm here and mm. I accept myself. I love myself and whatever else. Like I'll ask yeah. myself, like, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, and there's many other pieces, but that's, I would say, the one that I gravitate to the most. But I would say every day now I'm doing practices as a foundation to maintain that relationship with me. Even here, I'll, I'm spending at least a couple hours. I usually am getting up a couple hours before anyone else to spend time with myself because there is you. a busy schedule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. So that's, um, well, I guess taking time for ourselves is part of our self-love practice. Um, what are other practices that you do to strengthen that? I feel our energy, we're either focused externally or internally mm -hmm. all the time. It's one or the other. And even at a beautiful yoga retreat, you can often be focused externally. And mm -hmm. when you're focused externally, like talking to people, meeting people, um, and whatever else you do in life, you, your energy is going outwards. Right. And when you're focused internally, you're now calling your energy back to yourself. Mm. And I see that as being like the strongest form of self-love practice. And a lot of the self-love practices, like that's a piece of it, whether it's identified or not. Mm -hmm. And so like there was a time that I sat down and identified all the places my energy is going, like all the people in my life's life. Like, and they're not all bad mm -hmm. things. Most of them aren't. But there's people, there's places, there's things, there's food. You may have a house, you may have bills, you may have mm -hmm. a podcast that you need to do. You need to transfer some files. You need to eat food. You need to prepare that food. And these are all external focuses of where mm -hmm. your energy is going. And when you draw it out on a map, there might be 50 things. And you may mm -hmm. identify that like, okay, there's 10 things there that why am I putting my all my energy into all these things on my in my phone yeah like definitely. email text social media everything else mainly social media yeah <laughs> yeah and and anything that you choose to eliminate there that's going to free up space to put your energy to yourself or it may just go to something else externally mm -hmm. again but being aware of that where your energy is going and So every day, like if I start feeling unbalanced a little bit, I'm like, okay, where's my energy being, been going? Like, have yeah. I been completely externally focused mm -hmm. all day? And that's where it's easy for me if I, usually my f energy is going to be focused internally if I start spending time alone mm -hmm. soon enough. Like you can walk down the beach and you may have your, f your focus externally focused still on everything around you, but it may be balancing in a sense still. Mm-hmm. Um, or you may be really focused on yourself and how you're feeling and your breath and um, what thoughts are going through your mind. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's such an interesting point and uh, I think important practice. I think I can encourage anybody listening to take this time and really put on a piece of paper, where is all your energy going? And then think, like, do I really want my energy going to this place, to this person, to this action, whatever it is, and then consciously choosing Yeah. Well, and we have this energetic field around our body. And when it gets broken down, that's where I believe disease, illness mm. starts to come in. Mm -hmm. And we start to feel run down, um, whatever else. And so when we bring this energy back to ourselves, we're repairing, um, finding wholeness in ourselves and building this energetic field. Mm-hmm. And then if that does become whole, that's where I see creation starting. Mm. And that's where I see like there's so many people often who want to jump to creation and they're, they haven't put the time into bringing their energy back to themselves and building this energetic field. And then once that's full, you can overflow into creation. Oh, wow. That's such an interesting point. That first we have to kind of fill us ourselves up before we can really create from a, a true place. So how do you fill yourself up? <laughs> um, 
coming back to what I was just saying, like mm. all these things about bringing your energy back to yourself, mm. like focusing even if I'm standing in a lineup, like at the bank, it's, I can focus on the person in front of me. I can be impatient about how long I'm waiting there. Yeah. Or I can bring my attention to myself. Like for me, the easiest places to focus is my breath or my heart. Yeah. I focus on my heart a lot when I'm out in public or wherever, when I'm just doing something where before I would have been impatient or mm-hmm. waiting and and same with my breath like paying attention to my breath and then your focus is going to be on your yourself Mm -hmm. and this you said something about I think what I was trying to remember earlier in breath work but with breath work this is where with you coming back and being really present your energy is coming back to yourself and conscious connected breath work many breath works and meditation you're you're becoming very aware of yourself um, and present with yourself and that's bringing your energy back to yourself mm-hmm. that's beautiful beautiful and there's many i'm not sure if you wanted me to expand on other onto other practices but there's many ways Thanks. that well i think like again breaking it down to like there's external focuses like is your focus something outside of yourself mm-hmm. or is it within yourself and i believe that everything starts within ourselves and even everything outside of our ourselves i believe we have created our lives we have everything that is outside of ourselves has entered our lives based on our past thoughts and actions and you can call it karma but i believe it's simply like a cause and effect of like what our thoughts were which impact our subconscious mind which is impacting how we're programmed how we're running day to day and Mm -hmm. bring everything into our life our actions yeah Mm -hmm. and i think it's very beautiful to be in this world and to play and experience and explore everything around us external to ourselves Mm -hmm. and focusing within ourselves um is also is where we're going to build that connection to ourself our energetic field um put us in a position that we can create whatever we want in our lives and then like there's there's plenty of time to have fun and explore what's external to us also Mm -hmm. like i don't believe we need to spend all of our life internally focused but there's a once we build a foundation there everything external to us starts to fall into place Yes, definitely. I feel like that's the key to life, really, to first get in touch with whatever's going on inside and then allowing that to be the guide for us to the external life. Hey, I'm quickly interrupting the episode to extend an invitation. If you are interested in deepening into any of the subjects we talk about on the podcast, we offer many different experiences on our beautiful grounds here in Baja, Mexico. From nine-day modules such as sound healing and yoga nidra, to breath and meditation, as well as two or 300-hour yoga teacher trainings, and many different shorter retreats. Check out our website, yandara.com, to see all the information about the different experiences. Let's get back to the episode. How do you get clear on how to connect to this internal guidance, to the intuition, to something higher Hmm. of your own definition? Yeah, good question. What I'm hearing you ask is like where to start like for someone who may not know where to start. Mm -hmm. And I think like if you have no idea about some of the things I've just shared on even Mm. that it can be from my experience, it was, there's a, it was an iterative process of searching, like exploring many different cultures and many different practices around this world to find the one that I have really resonated with and, and the one I, I think that resonates the most, like it's it's actually more recent. It's not breathwork even, but past to like um, mastering yourself mm-hmm. and 
And I believe there's many different paths to, I'm going to say mastering yourself. And like, when I say mastering yourself, like I believe like, like our minds are wild. Like I've seen or experienced the thoughts going through my own mind. And I know, I know how insane all of us humans can be. (laughs) And so to start observing those thoughts and um, becoming aware of what you think and to master that is mm-hmm. could be a lifetime's work and same with your emotions I see we experience have all these experiences in life and our emotions are feedback and if you don't look at it as feedback it can be very turbulent and hard to be present with your emotions mm-hmm. and and my understanding is it's essentially feedback for us and you're going to always have emotions based on your experiences and and then with all of this to expand having new experiences and with those new experiences will come new emotions Mm -hmm. and if you're afraid of that you're not going to have new experiences and you're not going to make no one the unknown you're not going to expand you'll stay in a routine of doing the same things you've always have been Mm -hmm. because they're predictable and you you're expecting to feel a certain way from it versus being curious about having a new experience and being curious about what these new emotions may be Mm -hmm. I mean I feel like even if the experience is not necessarily one that we like a lot of times we prefer to do the familiar rather than the unknown Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and I I feel like I didn't answer the question at all. And, and I don't <laughs> really know. Like for me, it was a lot of seeking and searching at one point. And once I found a path that worked, um, focusing on it for a while. And mm-hmm. then I've found many times I've came across another path that resonated more. Yeah. Some period later, once I changed. And mm-hmm. for me right now, what resonates the most is um, focusing on changing and focusing on having new experiences to allow me to change and focusing on anything that is unknown that I may have been scared of, especially to have those experiences. Mm-hmm. And every day I make a habit, <laughs> even the word habit, like kind of throws me off because I'm trying not to form habits, even mm-hmm. good habits. Because even a good habit, you're running on a program Mm -hmm. versus consciously choosing what you're going to do. Mm. And so what I was going to say is every day I'm making a habit of doing something new and to of changing, even if it's something silly Mm -hmm. um, of going down a different path or like if I walk down the beach this way yesterday, going down the beach this day this way the, <laughs> yeah the next day. i understand i mean i was kind of asking about maybe a higher guidance um but i find it interesting that you 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 spoke about consciously choosing where you want to go in what ratio do you see your own volition making the choices and this higher guidance coming into leading and building your life <laughs> am i making it hard for you (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate it i uh this has changed a lot for me over the years like i was never really religious um but i did say i believed in faith and having faith that there's like a higher power there Mm -hmm. and when i got into spirituality that formed like there being we're all connected and there's still whether you call it like source or divine consciousness or God or whatever you want to call it, that there's a higher power there that we're all connected through in a sense versus it being like a man with a beard sitting on a cloud <laughs> judging yeah. us. And, <laughs> and more with time, the way I see it and understand it to be from my, um, I'm going to say some of my teachings that I've had uh that we are god Mm. and it was not easy for me to say even privately to myself i am god before Mm. and now i see it 
every single day. And I believe that there is a piece within us that I'm not going to go into detail and describe where I believe it is, but <laughs> that there is that there is a place that there is um, there is a part of us that we can connect to very, very um, directly within us, not external to us, that is our God that is directing our lives and that mm. piece is connected to everyone else. Mm. And that is uh, another piece of God in itself. But there's a piece within us that is directing our lives and di- directing as an individual, my lives. Like I've had multiple lives and it's been directing me the mm. whole time. And so first thing when I wake up every morning, I have practices to connect and make sure that I am aware that there is another, there's a piece of me there that can see the bigger picture and that is giving me guidance and that I'm have communication with it and I do communicate with it Mm. and make sure that it's not, um, that I'm not, I believe that connection forms once you start to to make it and once you start to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. When um, I'll use the word soul, um, let's not not to even say that this is the same piece. But if you've never paid attention to your soul, it's like there's pieces of us potentially to fall asleep when we've never paid attention to it and never believed in it. Mm. And even once, like you used the word intuition before many people have spoke of like once you start paying attention to your intuition it becomes stronger and stronger mm-hmm. and everything i'm speaking of i believe the same thing and have experienced that the more i pay attention to it and communicate with it and um sit with it even just listening within that the messages come yeah yeah wow i i definitely have experienced that and i i mean i feel like every one of us has this experience of not listening to our intuition at some point or another and regretting it. (laughs) Um, So it's hard to put into words what it is, where it comes from, where it comes from, but, um, but it's there. Yeah. And it's the truest, purest, rightest (laughs) guide that there is in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Redder was listening to something recently that said that speaks exactly to what you're saying that to when you have these messages coming from this place within you that knows all and you start asking questions to all these people outside of you and I think it's beautiful to have teachers in life mm-hmm. I have teachers in life and also there's nobody that knows you like you know yourself right And even these other pieces of you, like within your subconscious mind, we use 5% of our brain. Well, what's that other 95% for? Mm. And what if we do access that 95% of our brain and we really access our full subconscious mind and all the material in our subconscious mind, which I believe goes well beyond this lifetime Mm. and the other experiences we've had that have led us to where we are today. Yeah. Um, what answers can this give us versus us asking others? Mm-hmm. And so anytime we ask someone else a question, um, in a sense, we're not believing in this part of ourself to mm-hmm. give us the answer. Right. Yeah. Definitely. It's like we're devaluing our own opinion, our own guidance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and giving value to somebody else as if they know where we're supposed to go, what we're supposed to do, you know, like each experience is so individual. How could they possibly know where we, we are meant to go? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's that's incredible. And I again, I believe that there's like a time and place for questions. And especially if it's something to do with... Um, Science, for instance, Mm -hmm. like there's someone who can give us a better answer maybe than us trying to get the answer on our own. Mm -hmm. But 
some other things like we I find we often ask questions to something that we know the answer and we know um, it may be something difficult that goes against the pattern we've always been following. Mm-hmm. And maybe we ask someone else because we want to hear the answer that is confirming to continue the pattern that is easy Yeah. versus us knowing that the decision yeah. is to to make a new decision and to discontinue that pattern. Yeah, go outside of our comfort zone, try something new, definitely. I also wanted to bring up something that you touched upon before about our emotions being kind of a feedback, a guidance. I don't remember the exact words, but I really related to that so much because we all know this, the hard feelings that we have and this feeling of trying to avoid the hard feelings But for me, something that really changed my relationship to them was noticing that they are really there to be as a guide. If something, if I'm feeling bad about something, it means that something there isn't right. It's it's more of like a a signal of don't continue with this or try it in a different way or maybe set a boundary here. Um, And I, I love that you brought that up. Thank you. I love what you shared. Um, I feel like not too many people, myself, I didn't feel for many, many years, probably up until five years ago, it was all numbed out and shut out. And mm. um, and I think many of us have numbed our feelings. And so to try to, to even begin to understand that that is actually our feedback mechanism or one of them for our experiences in life Mm -hmm. and for learning and growing. Yeah, definitely. That's such an important, it's, it's so important to accept it because you're right. So many people numb. I never had that problem. I always felt emotions very, very strongly. Hmm. Um, I had more of the process of regulating the, the emotions. Hmm. Um, but I completely know what you're talking about. And I think that it's an important, I don't know, this is <laughs> stupid, but I just think it's an important point to bring up. Mm. I'll move on to the next <laughs> subject. Mm. Um, I mentioned boundaries. Mm. Um, and I heard you speak in a, in a different podcast about the fact that you always had very high expectations and you would push yourselves you, you would push yourself beyond your limits sometimes. So how did you set these internal boundaries for yourself? And mm. how do you manage that today? Hmm. Well, it's been a process that I'm probably still working on to some degree. But a, reflecting in this moment, it does feel like night and day difference from where I was mm. initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even some of the patterns I shared earlier about like, like piecing together, achieving and accomplishing with um, like deep down, I thought from an early age, that's how you became loved. That's Mm -hmm. how you received love. And so the letting go of those, um, it's not me pushing myself to achieve, to accomplish, to receive love. Like I realized that that's there. Um, it's getting closer to unconditional, I would say the way I feel about myself. It's not, um, if I catch myself looking outside of myself for anything like that, like love specifically, Mm -hmm. I stop and question why, like, why does it matter if this person approves of me? Why does it, um, I think it's beautiful to have these connections in life and I, I always want to be connected with others. Mm-hmm. And also I realized that that's not possible if I don't love myself. With time, coming back to the self-love piece too that I shared on earlier and what I've just been sharing on is I find the gentler, like being gentle with myself is a huge part of self-love. And it's not like before I would have pushed myself and I like if I the first thing would be like, well, you need to do this if, and if you, it would, would have been like letting myself down if I didn't do something. 
Mm-hmm. And there was many things that I like pushed myself to accomplish. And then the feedback I got from others probably wasn't serving mm. to, uh, it would have probably been more supportive not to have the encouragement from others once I had the accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And yeah, undoing that whole mechanism. And it, I think it starts with being gentle with myself and really tuning into why am I doing this? Yeah. And and often the things that I would have pushed myself to do before, I now still choose to do, but it's from a place that I'm like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. Like I, I'm excited to do this. Where before I would have done the same thing and through the process, it would have felt like I was pushing myself. Mm-hmm. And so I may not have had the same state of joy through the process. It would have felt like mm-hmm. someone someone else was pushing me to do it, even though it was myself yeah. pushing me. Definitely. Wow. That's a, you're so true. It's so true. It's such a difference from when you do something because you feel like you have to do it mm-hmm. rather than because you want to do it. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. So do you feel like you have found kind of the sweet spot now? I still have some room to go to um, like another piece of it that ties in that I'll share is like giving myself permission to to say no to these things that I think mm-hmm. I need to do mm-hmm. um, and and I'm really experimenting with like even edging towards like doing less than more and mm-hmm. like I've for a while I've done less than more in my life and really had a solid practice of creating like a simple life and space in my life but when I say he, in this context less than more in the parts of being productive and achieving mm-hmm. um, I'm really letting go of trying to achieve anything or accomplish anything mm-hmm. and if something comes naturally like I am working with embracing it still and allowing myself to like in someone else's eyes, it may be achieving or accomplishing, Mm -hmm. but that's not the motivation for me. Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) Well, could you tell us a little bit about your current practice? Okay. (laughs) Um, My practice from when I start up, get up in the morning. Yeah. Okay. I, I usually wake up at four or five. Uh, I the few days here having some later nights with Kurtan, and <laughs> last night I skipped the ceremony at the end of the night to like catch up on some sleep and go to bed mm-hmm. just after nine, so mm-hmm. that I can get up earlier. And I get up and I have um, an intention I set for my day that I have memorized that it involves like what I was speaking of earlier about connecting to um, what I'll identify phrase as my God self Mm -hmm. and um, setting an intention that's the same for every day. And then there's a list of affirmations that are now memorized in my head that I, um, that I speak to myself uh, involving self-love involving relationships with others involving health uh creation and um abundance prosperity Mm -hmm. and then a couple there's always a couple that are more um specific to a time i'll say where there's the others that i just mentioned i say every day and have for a long time uh, I do a balancing exercise for my body and alignment for my energy, I'll say. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'll go for a walk and continue to speak affirmations to myself and what I want to create in my life. Mm-hmm. And in this walk, I try to find a place that I can walk um, undisturbed and even potentially like not have my energy or my attention going into my external world and keeping it inwards. Mm. Um, The more we slow down our brain waves when we're saying an affirmation or any words, then it's reaching our subconscious and reprogramming our subconscious versus um, just bouncing off of us. Yeah. Uh, Then 
most days I'll do some breath work or I may do meditation before that or after that. The day we ran into each other, (laughs) (laughs) I was doing some breath work. I'll often do quite an uplifting breath work um, to raise my consciousness a bit for the day to make me bring me into awareness, I would say, and um, prime me for the day and everything I just shared is like I don't see this as my spiritual practice I see this as like preparing me for the day Mm. and what I just shared it may take two hours um I always give myself at least two hours in the morning it may take up to three hours but two hours often and I see like what we do throughout the day all our individual interactions with people like to me that's the real practice of like what am I going to do different today? Like at the end of the day, when I reflect like, okay, I could have been nicer to this person. I didn't need to react like that. And um, I don't think I'm an able <laughs> too often Not anymore, but, but I'm sure that there's like more in the past. There's times where like someone triggers you at the supermarket or whatever else. And you like react versus like responding from a place that like you see, god in this person and you respond from a place of like you realizing that like we're all these divine beings and we all have a heart and we all have emotions and we're all here kind of trying to figure out life together and as much as we like forget that at times i i try to remember that through the day and that's what i see is like really my spiritual practice and correcting when I do something that I don't want to do anymore, realizing it and correcting it in that moment so that I can have new habits and new patterns. Mm, Beautiful. Is that what the affirmations, where the affirmations come in? Yeah, absolutely. Not more than the affirmations. Like when I'm like, when I've been going for walks on the beach here in the morning, like it's some, some days it's as short as like half hour is pretty short. The first day I got here, it was about two hours. Mm-hmm. And I walked as far down the beach and back as I could, probably 15 kilometers. <laughs> I have band-aids on my toe because oh. the bottoms of my toe toes cut from the sand. Oh my god. <laughs> and I but I'm really like anything that I want to self-correct and change in my life, I'm going to say something. Um like Right now, something I'm really trying to work on is acceptance versus mm-hmm. like I'm trying to cut out all the little judgments I make mm-hmm. about people mm-hmm. and myself. And so I'll say I have always been accepting. Mm-hmm. I have always been accepting as I'm walking, like really trying to focus on every word that I'm saying. Yeah. And how do you find that makes a difference? Uh yes absolutely like I think there's two pieces to it like just even on like you repeat something enough and like after I go for a walk in the morning I feel ecstatic Mm. and like I'm smiling I'm often laughing at things I'm saying like during the walk (laughs) and like smiling and laughing and uh (laughs) and then I think the longer term effect like if if your subconscious mind's being reprogrammed there's like a longer term effect there that really starts to compound, I believe. Mm. But even like the day, like that day from repeating it, like I, I end up like coming back, like smiling and like <laughs> giggling, like with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That it, at least it brings you into a happier place than anyway. You're nicer to people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Brandon, we arrived at our closing curiosity questions. Oh, fun. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And each episode with these questions. The first one is, what is something you've changed your mind about? Well, with the word changed, I I feel like there's nothing that is not possible. Mm -hmm. And... I try to expand my mind now on like even imagining and like imagination, the word image, like it's the images we put in our mind that uh, pattern and program our subconscious. And so if I catch myself ever thinking like something sounds like 
crazy or <sighs> like not possible. Like if it's someone else sharing a story or something even that I'm like dreaming about or whatever else, mm-hmm. I catch myself and I'm like, okay, well, what if, what if that was possible? How mm-hmm. would that be possible? Yeah. And like really allowing myself to like dream of like what is possible in this life. I love that. I I actually was interviewing Mary Trentadu, who's also here teaching at the retreat. And yeah. she said something that I loved so much, uh, which was similar to this. And she said, um, I'm curious how that will be possible. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it kind of like takes into account that it's already possible. I'm just curious to see how. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. What is something you didn't think you could do and you did? Hmm. there's been many things and I feel like anytime I do one of these then like I realize now like if there's something I don't think I can do well once I do it it'll just be like normal in a sense Mm. and even like being here doing what I'm doing now like at one time I wouldn't have thought this was possible Mm -hmm. and uh to share a short story like I I had the intention to offer breath work to a group of 100 or more people just as an experience, like I often offer to groups ranging from five people to 20. Mm-hmm. And maybe the biggest group was 30, unless I was helping someone else facilitate a larger group of one time there were 60 people. But I was like, what would it be like to have 100 people breathing together and facilitate that? Wow. But I'd never focused on the intention or never like really, like in my meditations, I'm often looking to get to the void, the quantum space where you can, your thoughts become creation. And so for a few days, I started focusing on this and there's, there's always a couple things I'm focusing on, but this was never a priority. And within a couple days of this in the most unexpected way, some guy told me that who I knew was offering a full moon event. And he's like, and I'm looking for a breath worker and and I was like, he's like, this person, this person, or this person's going to do it. And I was like, well, I was like, if you need, like, I'll do it for you. Wow. And and I didn't know how many people were going to be there. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, it will be one to 300 people. And I was like, <laughs> it, I don't think my mouth dropped open, but in like my head, I was just like, okay, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, wow. And I almost like said no and told him, I'm like, no, that's too many people. And then I like like focused and I'm like, okay, I can figure this out. This will be my first experience of a bigger group. And it ended up being a hundred people, not 300. And that at that experience, Sridhar, mm-hmm. the founder of Bhakti Fest and putting this retreat together, one of the people involved putting it together, that's where he experienced my breath work. Uh, and then two days later, he asked me to come to this retreat. Wow. Yeah. It's, so much so much that's interesting interesting about this story i feel like first of all this kind of download that you had of being curious about oh what it would it be like to do this and then kind of um having it remulate is that the word like yeah. <laughs> like having it in your consciousness and then it actually manifesting as an opportunity that kind of showed up. You weren't even looking for it and that bringing you to another opportunity. That's, I mean, that's how it works. Yeah. It's always shocking when it happens, but then I'm like, yeah, that's how it is. (laughs) It's been shocking for me. I think every time, and it's almost like it's surprising how fast it can come at times. Mm -hmm. And almost every time for the first instant, I was almost ready to say no, because I was like, I, I don't know if I can handle this or I never thought it would happen like this or this quick. And mm-hmm. it's amazing when you let go of like planning and trying to figure out how these things can happen. Yeah. And you, yeah, you, you give it over to something bigger than you and that's where the magic happens. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> what gives you hope? Hmm. I try to avoid using the word hope anymore. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why? I I believe that I create everything in my life, mm-hmm. which I kind of touched on earlier. And mm-hmm. that's where I now take responsibility for every detail of my life. Even if it's someone that, um, like, this may seem 
this may be hard to understand, but even like my mom getting diagnosed with cancer and passing away at a younger age, I believe that there is parts in my life that like all my thoughts that I've had in life and everything else has invited every detail into my life. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not that I wanted my mom to die or that I wanted, um, didn't want to be with her, but all these details, like we are very powerful in our thoughts in bringing every detail into our life. And even before we've come into this life, I believe that we picked um, a life that we're going to live and Mm -hmm. many details of that that may play out in a sense. And I also believe that nothing's set that we can, we can direct our path based on our mind and our thoughts. And that's where I believe like, we have the ability to program our mind and to open up from using 5% to 5% of our mind to using a lot larger percentage of our mind and doing a lot more in this life. Mm -hmm. And, and more and more with time I've started to experience and see, especially in hindsight where it's like, Oh, this is, it's very clear how this is all connected. Yeah. And like going back to what I shared about my mom, like that's the biggest blessing I've had in this life Mm. I love her and would love for her to be here but I was going down a very different path and I wouldn't be Mm. where I am now if that hadn't happened wow that's a really interesting way to look at it and I I mean it's a holistic way of looking at it accepting that everything that is happening is 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 good just because it is happening Mm. um however hard that is to say but what I'm hearing from what you said a lot is about this potential that we have Mm. um and being uh, able to access that potential yeah absolutely and like our I would sound like our mind is so powerful we are so much more powerful than we realize we use Mm. again like five percent of our mind imagine if we used all of it yeah imagine if we we used 10 yeah (laughs) And our ability to focus, like, it's hard to focus. It's hard to focus for 10 seconds Mm -hmm. on one thing without other thoughts coming in. And I believe, like, owning that ability to focus paired with, like, what thoughts are going through our mind, um, we have a choice where we focus in every moment. And if we start mm-hmm. choosing what we're focusing on and where we're putting our attention and where we're putting our energy, mm-hmm. our life can change very rapidly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Beautiful. Last question. Mm-hmm. What are you curious about right now? I I love this question. I love the name of the podcast. <laughs> I had a teacher in breathwork, the main one who led, um, taught me the main practice that I share, who like one of the big teachings was on experimenting and teaching like every person in breathwork is like uh, looking at it as an experiment and breathwork as an experiment and everything that happens within it, which has flowed out to my life. So mm-hmm. like experimenting and being curious and so with me looking to make known the unknown or to try new things or have to have new new experiences, it's like more and more like I'm looking and being curious about everything in my life. And uh, the, the thing that the last experience of like that really stands out is like there's a bird yesterday that like was <laughs> in the breathwork room when I got in there and I tried to let it out by opening a window and it got scared and flew across the room and hit the window oh, no. <laughs> and I like but it was still alive luckily and I like picked it up and like sat there with it in my hand for like mm-hmm. 10 minutes and it was just like I was like very curious about like oh what like what's this bird going through right now like this mm-hmm. bird hit a window and now it's like yeah like resting or whatever and but I share this to what I'm curious about is like every detail of life and how to um experience and realize the parts of life that I haven't yet like holding a bird in my hand like I'd never had that experience and now I have (laughs) (laughs) beautiful that's a beautiful answer well Brandon thank you so much I had so much fun yeah thank you thank you thank you 
Now, after this time to nurture your mind and your spirit, we invite you to take a moment to consider others. A kind wish might come to mind. Know that what we learn becomes more valuable when we apply it and share it with others. So share this episode on Instagram stories, tag Yandara and I, or share with a loved one so that more people can benefit from it. Our hope is that the search will lead you home to who you already are, to what was always there. We'll be back next week with more inspiration, honest conversation, and insight into the energetic world around us. Thank you for listening and watching.